Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm so happy to welcome Monica to the podcast today. Welcome, Monica. Hi, I'm super excited to be here. Oh, I'm glad you're here. What's your question for me today? So the question requires a teeny bit of a backstory. Okay. In October of this year, I had an ectopic pregnancy. Mm. Um, I got pregnant with an IUD in my body, so I was not trying to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. But when I found out, I was pretty, I was pretty excited. I, yeah. I was like, okay, maybe this is a good time. And so I have like a couple questions. Okay. Because <laughs> when I got pregnant, I was taking two medications that you're not supposed to take if you're trying to get pregnant. I was taking um, Adderall and Lisinopril for health issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. And part of me wants to say, it's my fault this ectopic pregnancy happened because I was taking those medications when I shouldn't have been. And I understand mm-hmm. that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like in my brain, I know it's wrong, <laughs> but I can't let go of that idea. And I think it's like a control thing. Mm-hmm. Like if I can control that, then it won't happen again. Mm-hmm. But like I can't yeah. stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right on. It's like if you can pinpoint what caused it, then you can prevent it from ever happening again. And the reality is you probably will never know what caused it or if it just was just a random thing that happens in bodies, you know. <laughs> So you're not going to get that information most likely, which is really difficult because it's out of your control, right? Like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. How do I be nicer to myself about that? Because it's, I know it's wrong. I know. Well, I don't know that it's wrong. It's just, you're thinking about it. And acting as if it's true, like you're thinking, oh, I must have caused this by taking these medications and you're believing it. Like when it's just a thought, like, oh, I caused this. That doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. Right. Right. So you can just go, oh, well, there's me trying to make sense of what happened and trying to gain a sense of control. Thank you, brain. (laughs) And then... (laughs) And then move on. Like, don't give it the stage. (laughs) Don't give it the stage and the time. And remember, you don't know if that's true and you will never know. So don't treat it like it's true. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Let's deal with the anxiety that comes up, I'm guessing, when you realize this isn't something I can control. Yeah, that was another question I had. Mm. We're not trying to get pregnant again. Mm-hmm. I I want to wait and like heal 
because I'm mm-hmm. still really sad about it. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and so, but like when you get pregnant, you get ready to have a kid fast. And mm-hmm. I got, I got ready because I thought I was going to have a child. Yeah. And so how do I handle that anxiety? Like I'm scared to get an ultrasound because I mm. never had a happy one. And mm. like, mm. or like I see them on social media mm-hmm. and that's, that's been like a trigger. Oh, I'm, I bet. And I know I can't be like, Hey, all my friends don't post your ultrasound pics. It hurts my feelings, mm-hmm. but how do I handle those triggers and that future anxiety of when I do want to have a child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So you can limit social media. You can't totally eliminate it most likely. And you probably don't want to. Yeah. So those, those reminders. So if you do see a friend post an ultrasound photo, I want you to think of this is an opportunity for me to grieve my loss. Because it's going to bring up feelings and yeah. that's normal and that's actually yeah. good because this is something that you have to process over time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good idea. Because I would just be like, ah, and like scroll past it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what would it look like if you kind of stopped and looked at it and felt sad? It would, I mean, it would feel sad, Um, Mm -hmm. but maybe it might look a little like healing because I'm, Mm -hmm. I mean, being sad is part of the process, but I'm still just trying to like, I don't know, untangle it and hold it and Mm -hmm. handle that. Yeah. And that might help sometimes. And sometimes you just turn off the phone and just pretend you didn't, you know, I mean, denial is really helpful sometimes, (laughs) but not all the time. Yeah. Not all the time. So those are opportunities for you to process the emotions that are going on inside of you and the thoughts that are going on inside of you and kind of untangle that, as you said, kind of like, okay, what is happening for me right now? And, and feel it and think your thoughts and process the loss okay yeah that makes sense and just kind of let it be and yeah I don't know sometimes I'm like I shouldn't be so sad about this it's been two months and Mm, you know okay yeah yeah so you shouldn't be sad it's already been two months says who uh me I mean no one else would tell me that Mm -hmm. um and I compare myself. I'm like, people with like infertility struggles are, they've been doing this for longer and have, mm-hmm. it's been harder for them. And, mm-hmm. well, you know, yeah. kind of toughen up, move okay. on. <laughs> okay. So I should be over this loss in two months because. Uh, well, now that is, <laughs> when you say it like that, it's silly. <laughs> <laughs> but. For me, it's like a comparison thing. Like, okay. you know, I think about my friends who have had infertility struggles and mm-hmm. like, or have had multiple miscarriages or ectopic mm-hmm. pregnancies. And I'm like, they've done it for longer and I'm being a baby and they keep trying. <laughs> mm, okay. I want to stop you. 
and ask a question, what does their suffering and infertility and loss have to do with you and your experience? Mm, nothing. Mm. Um, really? Uh, I mean, because you're guess, acting like it's they're really connected, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Are they? Like when you say it like that, I'm like, no, it doesn't have anything to do with my experience, and it's totally different. Right. And we are both allowed to be sad about our experiences, right? <laughs> but I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> so I guess that's why I wanted to call you. <laughs> that's why. That's why you're on the podcast today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so Brene Brown calls that comparative suffering when we compare our suffering to other people's suffering. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it creates more suffering instead of less suffering, <laughs> ironically. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, Dr. Hanks. That's smart. Yeah. Well, Brene Brown. I stole it from Brene her. Brown. <laughs> so, so far, it sounds like you comparing yourself to other people and beating yourself up is just creating more suffering for you. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want you kind of in your mind to separate, like put a, you know, an invisible divider. It's like their suffering is on the other side of the divider and yours is on your side. And Mm -hmm. theirs is irrelevant to your process because you are unique. Your loss is unique. And your physiology and psychology and everything is unique to you. So it's not going to look like somebody else's. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And like, they're allowed to be sad about what's happened to them. Mm -hmm. And I'm allowed to be sad about what's happened to me. And I don't have to fix my sad because they have other issues, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah, everyone gets to own their own suffering. And researcher Kristen Neff talks about in her self-compassion model, one of the aspects is common humanity. Yeah. Which is suffering is what all human beings have in common. It can connect us and help us feel less alone when we think about it as like, this is a shared experience, right? So you know a piece of what they're going through and they know a piece of what you're going through. And, and you know, I mean, there's a lot of suffering in the world and you can always find someone who suffers more and who suffers mm-hmm. less if you're kind of weighing it, right? But it doesn't matter. We all suffer and it's our experience and it's our journey and this is yours and it's, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think that makes a lot of sense. And regardless of what other people are going through, I'm allowed to go through what I'm Mm -hmm. going through. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have people you can talk to? Yeah. My spouse is wonderful and supportive. Mm, Good. And he's great. I will say he's just as heartbroken and sad as I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked to my parents and my family good um and like we've 
I'm not keeping it like a secret, but I'm also not like on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, I had an ectopic pregnancy and I'm bummed out, you know? Yeah. But there are definitely some people we've told and have talked to about it. And mm-hmm. so that's good. Good, good job, Monica. <laughs> good <you>. job. It's <laughs> really important to reach out to your support system when you're grieving yeah. a loss and get the love and support and validation that you need. So way to go. That's a huge win. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they're able to validate you. Yeah, they do great. And cause that was one thing I was afraid of telling people. Mm -hmm. I was like, what if they say like, that's not that bad. I did it. You know, (laughs) I'm afraid of being invalidated. Like, but when I told people I wasn't Mm -hmm. basically, Mm -hmm. And I think that fear of being invalidated comes from you trying to invalidate yourself. Like, I shouldn't yeah. feel this way. Mine's yeah. not as bad as theirs. I should be over yeah. it in two months, right? Like, that's invalidating yourself. And so you're afraid other people are going to, like, dogpile on your own invalidation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so how can you work on validating your own process and just kind of let go of worrying about other people validating it or not. I mean, some will, some won't. Yeah. I think I do this thing with like, quote unquote, positive invalidations. That's, I don't know if that's a real term, but um, <laughs> wait, is that well, an oxymoron? <laughs> it is. It totally is. But I'll be like, well, at least I didn't have to get a surgery and lose an ovary. Mm-hmm. but it didn't make it not terrible mm-hmm. and it didn't make it not really sad mm-hmm. and really hard yeah. and so I think and then there's like I talked about earlier in the podcast like I could have stopped this thoughts that mm-hmm. and so I need to say that was really hard <laughs> yes exactly that was really hard. I'm really sad. Yeah. That's and, self-validation right there. And so, you know, <laughs> I wasn't lucky. <laughs> I wasn't lucky. It wasn't worse, I guess. No. It's not luck. It's not at least it wasn't X. That doesn't make you feel better. That actually yeah. invalidates your experience. So I want you to, to really have that, like, this is my experience. This is sad. This is valid. My, my feelings matter. My feelings are valid. Yeah. My feelings are valid. Yes, Mm -hmm. they are. Yeah. Can you say that three more times? (laughs) Yeah. My feelings are valid. My feelings are valid. My feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's coming up for you when you say that? Oh, I just feel really sad mm-hmm. about the loss and like yeah. mourning what could have been. Yeah. Expectations and hopes and dreams. You know, and like we did, we started planning. We're like, okay, that room's not going to be a guest room anymore. It'll mm. be a nursery. And like, I'm a teacher and I was like, the baby will come at like the end of May and that's perfect. And I could even take a little bit of an early maternity leave and 
get stuff ready. Like I had all these plans that I had started to make and my husband too, we started Mm -hmm. to make them in our heads and we're like, okay, let's build up our savings and all this stuff. And it didn't work out. I mean, it was like three days of like, this baby's coming and the baby wasn't coming. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say my feelings are valid, it allowed you to tap into how sad you are. Yeah. Yeah. And grieving expectations and hopes and dreams is still grieving. So that you, you grieve the actual like baby and mm-hmm. then there's the hopes and dreams and expectations that you have to grieve mm-hmm. too. No, that makes sense. And I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And like, I've lost people before, but I feel like, you know, it was like my grandparents and they, yeah. they were good to go. Like we, it was sad and I miss them, but like they it was were time. <laughs> it was time. And yeah. this is a whole life yeah. that never happened a really good point Monica it's like you're grieving all of the potential that you thought was there in this little being that now is not going to reach its potential yeah it is sad yeah and it's okay to feel it yeah and it'll probably as time goes on it will kind of go in waves Yeah. And it won't be quite as overwhelming, but grief, grieving the loss of a potential family member is a big deal. And it may not ever fully go away. And that's okay. This is part of your story. Yeah. No, that makes, I didn't even think about grieving like the potential. Like I, I didn't even consider that. Yeah. It makes sense though. Yeah. You had this life planned out. You had the room planned out. You had the work schedule planned out. You had dreams. Like you probably could visualize this baby like walking and, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that. That's all the potential that you're grieving. And that's valid. Like that's valid too. Yeah, it is valid. Yeah, my feelings are valid. I feel, I'm going to write that on my mirror. <laughs> <laughs> on your hand, on your forehead. Yeah, <laughs> get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, but I think if you hold on to that mantra and you validate your feelings and catch yourself when you're starting to invalidate, like, well, whenever you say, at least it's not. That's an invalidation. Mm-hmm. Okay. At least it's yeah. not. Be grateful it's not. Those are all invalidations. Yeah. My feelings are valid. My experience matters. This is a loss. This is the loss yeah. of a lot of different aspects. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. really sorry that you had to go through that, Monica. Me too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like heart heartbreaking kind of stuff for mamas and dadas. Yeah, yeah. 
It was really hard. Um, I have another question for you. Yeah. So what do I do when I do start trying to have Mm -hmm. a baby? Mm Because I'm, I don't want to try right now, Mm -hmm. but I want to sooner than I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm also, I'm scared. I don't want to go through that again. Mm -hmm. And like, I thought about getting an ultrasound. I'm scared to get an ultrasound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So radical self-compassion is going to help. Like validating, like, of course you're scared. Of course you're scared to get an ultrasound. You're going to go get one anyway. But of course you're scared. It's okay. Yeah. This, This is going to be its own unique experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's going to all be smooth. I can't predict that. But I want you to kind of think about like, you had this experience with this pregnancy. You're going to have a different experience with this one. So thinking that they're going to be exactly the same, that's impo- they're not going to be exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, they won't be. They can't, they can't be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And even if the same thing happened again, you're not the same person you were when this happened because you have the experience and the wisdom and the skills and the tools to get through it. Yeah, that makes sense. And, uh, and I hope it, I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but if it does, you have survived already. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you can do it. You know, you can do it because you're doing it. Yeah. No, that's true. I've walked to Mordor once, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Kind of do it scared. You're allowed to be scared and Mm -hmm. do it anyway. Right. Because you're going to do what you need to do like what's in the baby's and your best interest. And that's to get yeah. an ultrasound. Yeah. And of course you're going to be scared. And so you make sure you have support there and you make sure that your medical provider knows like, this is really scary for me. So be gentle and, you know, and, yeah. and just get the support that you need and be scared. It's okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Good. So what are you going to take with you from our conversation? That my feelings are valid Mm -hmm. and I don't need any invalidating statements, even if they seem positive Mm -hmm. and like I'm trying to look on the bright side. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have to look at the bright side. (laughs) Mm -mm. There's no bright side in grief. At this point, eh, it's just. Grief and sadness. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, I don't have to compare my sorrow to other people's sorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, it's not my life. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if there's a nice way to put that, but yeah, my sorrow is my sorrow and I don't need to look at anyone else's. Mm-hmm. And Good. do it scared. <laughs> mm. Be scared and do what you need to do. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. I hope this has been helpful for you. Yeah. 
it was some, helpful. Some nuggets you can take with you and and kind of remember. And so I encourage you to write some things down, write down the mantras, like my feelings are mm-hmm. valid. My suffering is my own. Just keep those things in mind. And I, I think you'll get through this. You will. It just, yeah. it, it takes time and you will be a more compassionate, loving, empathetic person because yeah. you've gone through this experience. Yeah, I mean, I already am. Yeah. And I'm still in the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You probably can feel and relate to other people in a different way than than a few months ago. Yeah. And that's kind of the the buried treasure underneath all the grief and sadness. Yeah. That's the treasure. Yeah. No, I just gotta get to that. <laughs> yeah. But that's it's a process too, you know. It is. So, Monica, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today and sharing your story and being vulnerable and brave and honest. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Mm, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And oh. I'm a super big fan of yours. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for trusting me with your heart today. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.